Welcome to On The Way, a podcast to help you make a meaningful connection with Jesus every day in the midst of your day-to-day. Today on the podcast, Jaime Castanier-Weiss is interviewing Ernie Parker on serving people while you are on the way with Jesus. Ernie shares some great stories that give you insights that can help you as you are on the way. Hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Ernie, thanks for being with us here this uh, this afternoon. Thank you for having me. I'm real excited about doing this. Yeah, so am I. Ernie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I will start off with uh, my career. I was in the Army for 30 years, uh, retired last year, decided to move to Pittsburgh uh, to be closer to my parents. And uh, God is good. We are very, very happy uh, to be here and uh, have really enjoyed uh, being part of Chatham County. Yeah, yeah, we've been very glad to have you here at church and particularly to have your presence uh, on stage here at Pittsburgh every once in a while doing the announcements. There's some good command presence there, and uh, we certainly appreciate the way you communicate the facts and a little bit of humor and a little bit of warmth all there uh, bundled in one package. So Ernie, coming into Chatham County wasn't just about being close to family, uh, but also it involved you taking on a new challenge. You got into teaching. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Ever since I was, I'd say, a teenager, I had always uh, thought that I might want to teach social studies one day. And so as we moved to Chatham County, I thought that um, reaching out to the school system, seeing what opportunities might be there uh, would be a very good thing to do. And I also um, knew that I wanted to serve my community in some way. And so in engaging with the, um, uh, the local school system, finding an opportunity at a high-need school, it all came together beautifully. And it has been a challenge, uh, but one that I've enjoyed very, very much. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. Um, now, I, I wonder if, as you've been teaching, if there have been opportunities there where you've felt like you were connecting with God. Yes. Um, about two months into my teaching, uh, I was giving a, a lesson, and I had one particular student that was not really engaged that day, and I was very disappointed. Um, I was trying to, to push and encourage the student. And then after the class, I had the opportunity to reflect about what was going wrong. And the Holy Spirit just really, really touched me in a way. And I realized that I was trying to be a great teacher without empathy. Um, I had not thought about the background of this particular student, the challenges that were in her life. And um, as I was trying to get the student to produce, I had just lost all touch with being a servant. And... Um, I literally sat down at my desk, um, was overcome with emotion, had to get the Kleenex out, Mm -hmm. and uh, it just taught me a very, very important lesson that it's not about me, it truly is about serving others. And from that day on, I wasn't a great teacher, but I think I was a much better teacher from that, uh, from that, uh, that moment. Yeah, it strikes me that you bring up serving as you're talking about your experience teaching and how you've connected with God, because actually one of the ways people talk about the armed forces that people serve. Um, So it sounds like serving has been a part of your life for a while. Tell us a little bit about how, about that. Yeah. um, Both my parents were born and raised uh, here in Pittsburgh. And uh, 
I came along after my father had joined the Air Force. Uh, he was stationed up in Grand Forks, North Dakota. So my entire childhood, I was able to uh, live as an Air Force dependent. And I saw firsthand the things that my father did, uh, the things that his coworkers did. You know, when I was very young, he went to Vietnam, uh, served uh, in that way. And then later on in my childhood, my mother also um, enlisted in the Air Force. So as they had their careers, as we traveled around the world, um, it really uh, showed me the importance of serving something greater than yourself. And it also, I think, planted in me uh, a desire to kind of follow in their footsteps and do the same thing. Yeah. So how has that shaped your life and your choices? How has serving been sort of an intricate part of your life? Well, I think that um, I like to serve. I like when people approach me uh, and ask me to serve. Um, there have been times when, you know, I have volunteered for service. And I really believe that um, serving, you know, whether you're part of a team or you're responsible for something as an individual, it's always great to give of yourself uh, in a way that is not about you, and especially with, with serving in a church, I think no matter what you're asked to do or no matter what role you take, it's always an opportunity to glorify God. And I think I lived that when I was in the military. I think I've lived that um, in different churches that I've attended whenever I've had a chance to serve, and certainly here in Chatham County teaching uh, seventh graders in Siler City, I've been able to um, to get that same sense of of serving others and um, and really uh, you know giving of yourself. And I think you always do that. Try to do that in a way that glorifies God. Yeah, one of the things you you mentioned uh, made me. Th- made me think of this this reality. Sometimes when we think about giving of ourselves, it feels like it's costing us something. And there is a, a cost associated, absolutely. What I found, though, is is uh, that there's this, this paradox where I feel like even though I'm giving of myself, I end up not losing. Like I end yes, up gaining yes. something much more valuable. Has that been true for you? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I think back uh, to about maybe 15 years ago, uh, when I had the opportunity to be a Sunday school teacher teaching, I think they were primarily high schoolers, but there might have been some middle schoolers mixed in. And um, as I prepared for the lessons, uh, I grew as a Christian, uh, just being able to study the word and uh, you know the preparation that that required. In engaging with the students, I learned so much from them. Uh, They had different interpretations. Um, The passages that we studied might mean different things to them. And it really, really um, made me grow as an individual, made me grow as a Christian. And I felt that it was very, very important work, especially as I watched them mature and grow and become... um, you know, uh, contributing valuable uh, members of society um, based on some of the things that we studied together in the church. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, there seems to be sort of a, a theme in uh, in your serving. Uh, well, two of them. I'm gonna. One of them seems to be always serving for us uh, and uh, being involved in a higher purpose. Uh, so that was true in the army, obviously, and it's true as you talk about your service opportunities uh, in a church context. Uh, we can we can we can talk about that one in a moment. But uh, the other one that I that I hear even in the background of the stories you're telling 
is of uh, of giving back, of sort of uh, investing in others. Um, yeah, can you tell us why that feels important to you to serve in a way that uh, that that gives back to others, that invests in in either a next generation or in other people? Why why is that important to you? Yeah, I think that uh, that is important because um, you know, in my life, I feel like I've been blessed in more ways than I could ever count or measure. And um, I think it's important for all of us to be willing to share some of ourselves uh, with others, whether they're less fortunate, um, whether, you know, they come from the same neighborhood or different places, uh, being able to share and and invest in others uh, will always reap great rewards. Um, you know, most of the time I think those rewards are through Christ, and um, it just really, really is important. And I think that everyone should try to find some way uh, that they can serve. And, um, you know, it's almost a, a sense of duty, uh, but I think it's even greater than that. I think it's it's just part of of being a good Christian and um, and kind of looking out for your fellow man. Mm. Uh, I'm curious if there were people who served you or invested in you. Obviously, you mentioned your parents, uh, but even even others that sort of made an impact that caused you to want to then, when you had a chance, serve others and invest in them. Yes, when I was, um, uh, I think, about nine or, or ten years old, uh, my family was stationed in a little town called Knob Noster, Missouri. I think it had one stoplight and uh, <laughs> very, very tiny place. And uh, we lived on a base called Whiteman Air Force Base. And uh, there was a church right outside of the base. And there was a, uh, a Sunday school teacher named Mr. Jones. And uh, this particular church um, had a real nice outreach. They really tried to, to reach out to the uh, kids that were on the base. And they would send a van um, to pick up anyone who was willing to attend church. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, we used to call it the, uh, the Scooby van. <laughs> and uh, we would uh, get on that van. They would pick us up. They would drive us to church. I would attend Sunday school with Mr. Jones. Uh, we would then do the church service and any after-church activities. And I just remember his passion. Uh, his uh, selfless giving of himself. Um, you know, he's the one that taught me to find and memorize Bible verses. Um, the first Bible that was ever given to me uh, has his name in it. Um, you know, so I, I treasure that and I value that. And uh, he is the first Christian that I think really touched me in a way. And it was through his love and his compassion that I, uh, you know, gave myself to Christ, uh, you know, as a, as a, I think a 10 or 11 year old. Um, so I think back to Mr. Jones and, uh, uh, and that little town, Knob Noster, Missouri, as um, just a wonderful time and experience. And his example was just a wonderful one to follow. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it seems like it was profound enough that years later, it's still influencing the decisions that you're making to invest in others. That's that's some pretty significant uh, return on investment for Mr. Jones. Yeah, that was a long time ago, and if it's still, uh, you know, if I'm still reaping uh, dividends from that, then I would agree with you. He was uh, a wonderful man, and um, yeah, I'll never forget him and, and what he did for me uh, and many other kids. And I'll never forget that Scooby Van either. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was I was thinking also as you were telling that story that uh, there were uh, sort of like three people that that had a similar impact on my life when I was about the same age as you were and uh, attended church for the first time and uh, there was a there was a uh, a couple who were Sunday school teachers and uh, I was mentioning this to the Chatham kids folks uh, that's our children's ministry folks a few weeks ago. Uh, that uh, the example that they that they put forth for me and the ways that they talked about God and modeled God just shaped my perspective yes, yes. on on what people could be, how people could treat each other, and what it meant to love people outside of your family. And then there was this uh, this this elderly lady who was the grandmother of one of my friends, the friend that actually convinced me to go to church, and she was my ride to church. And the fact that she would uh, make sure I got to church and got back, even on weekends when her grandson wasn't with her, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, pretty crucial for me. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's one of those reasons why I have a soft spot sometimes when people communicate that they need a ride, they need a way to yes. get to church. Yep. Uh, there's, there's, I think some somehow the decision that that uh, woman made, Lucy, um, Years ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I sort of still carry it with me in the hopes that, oh, maybe maybe the people that I help get a ride or maybe if I end up giving ride, a ride to someone, maybe that'll make a difference in their lives the way that Lucy giving me a ride made a difference in my life. Yeah, I think our experiences are, are very similar. And, uh, yeah, it's important for all of us to, um, to show love and to, um, to do whatever we can to expose, uh, or not expose, but to share the good news, um, uh, with those who need to hear it. And I know when I was growing up all those many years ago, um, without that, I don't know where I'd be right now. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, so, you know, serving is uh serving people is not always a, a a rosy road. Can can you talk about some of the challenges that you've confronted as you've attempted to sort of live out this vocation, this vocation of serving or this passion for serving that you have that have made it hard to serve? Yeah, I would say that the uh, the biggest thing is just um you know, at times trying to find the right balance. And uh, when I struggle with that, it's usually me trying to overthink things um, instead of simply following my heart or following the direction of the Holy Spirit. You know, there are times when I have struggled with trying to do too much. Mm. And I find that if I stop and pray um, and try to uh, to really discern what Christ really wants me to do, uh, then oftentimes it will help me kind of clear those those uh, times that may be a little more challenging. Yeah, yeah. Can I can I uh, can I jump in on that one a little bit? Because I I think you're landing on some attention that uh, people who have uh, a gift or a, or an attraction to serve encounter, which is that they often run the risk of overextending themselves. Yes. Uh, so let's actually press in on that one a little bit. Uh, what has, when, you, when you've not sort of dialed into the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, what's, what's been the cost of overextending yourself when it's happened? Yeah, I would say that the, uh, the cost that I felt uh, the last time that, that I kind of uh, went through that, that stormy period was just trying to understand... Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm serving and I'm trying to glorify God, 
then shouldn't that be enough? Mm. And I think that what I realized is that, you know, checking the block or, or doing something uh, because I'm thinking that that's the right thing to do, um, that's not going to glorify God. Mm. Um, you know, it's much better to, uh, to pray, to, uh, to talk to your fellow Christians, um, to see if there might be uh, others who can share uh, what it is that you thought or that I thought I needed to do. And, um, you know, I just think it's very important to, um, to be in touch with what God really wants and not necessarily what I want or what I think I want. And again, um, good Christian fellowship, you know, being part of ministries where you can communicate openly, um, seek feedback from others. Uh, I think those are some of the keys that will help you get through those periods. And again, uh, discern what it is God that God really wants you to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you've, you've landed on some really important things to remember. It sounds like what you said was uh, uh, that in moments where, where one is in danger or even when one overextends themselves, uh, the things to consider then is so it's funny because you didn't even you didn't even talk about uh, pulling back from serving completely, but it's mm. sort of like your processing was like, okay, how do I get back into this in a way that doesn't kill me? Uh, yes. So yes. It, it sounds like the lessons learned was one uh, being being aware that not every opportunity to serve is an opportunity for me to serve. Well said. <laughs> uh, two <laughs> is that it's good to have the type of community that can help you discern when you're uh, overstretching yourself and you're overextending yourself, that'll be able to help you pick out which is the yes and which is the no. Obviously, prayer and engagement with God. Uh, and I think be, behind that is an understanding that, uh, that, you're, that God's invitation to you to serve will never violate the limits that God has placed on you physically, emotionally. He doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. And I really believe that being able to reflect, um, spending time uh, to really um, be in touch with the Holy Spirit, um, I think those things are vital. And, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I've been in that place very many times um, because... The vast majority of times when I've served have been wonderful, and they have uh, made me grow. Um, it's just been terrific. But in those few times where I have felt stretched thin, um, yeah, it, it's absolutely uh, was important for me uh, to stop and just really reflect and be prayerful. And um, even, you know, reading scripture, uh, sometimes you'll find that that passage or that message that really kind of helps you uh, figure out what the Lord really and truly wants you to do. Yeah, yeah. I I appreciate that. It seems like uh, in your life there's sort of a balance of not only connecting with God through the act of serving, but also grounding uh, or complementing it with the reflection, prayer, Bible study. So there's sort of an, an ongoing rhythm of your connection with God that isn't just in, in the doing and in the, in the giving of yourself, but which, which you receive from God in that, as you've mentioned earlier, but also in the sort of times where you pull away. And, and kind of Jesus does some of that too, right? There's times when Jesus is actively engaged in ministry, in feeding people, in doing miracles, in teaching, 
And then there's the times, uh, some of them, where, where which we see recorded in Scripture, where he pulls away and, mm. and goes to be with the Father. But also as a good Jew, we assume and we know that, that and we know from some passages that, that, that he was in the, the, the synagogue. Yes. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and, and listening to teaching, teaching himself, reading Scripture. And so there's this sort of balance of rhythm, which... Which I think is is crucial, and I think it's been crucial for me as well to realize that um, that 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 just because the primary way I connect with God might be X, doesn't mean that that needs to be the only way I connect with God. Yeah, that's uh, well said, and uh, again, I would agree. In, in my life, uh, that's definitely been the case. Yeah. Uh, so. Ernie, you've you've retired, quote unquote, retired from a military career, and you've uh, taken this year and you've served at at a at, at a school. What are other areas where you're excited about serving in, or other relationships you're excited to serve in? Yeah, well, one of them is directly related to um, to what I did in the school. Uh, about uh, three months ago, I was asked to um, uh, serve in a capacity that would take uh, food-insecure children and uh, show them how to shop uh, for food, how to prepare meals, what nutrition was all about. And um, uh, we were able to do that over the course of uh, six weeks. And to see uh, these kids who uh, did not know how to um, use a knife to to cut food, uh, did not understand um, the importance of making healthy choices, kids who had never turned on a stove, it was incredible. And I think through that, um, and it was done by um, a group called Community and Schools. Mm, yeah. I think through uh, that. In Siler City. Yes, yes. Um, and I think it's actually countywide. Oh, yeah. uh, but through that, um, I realized that, uh, that I want to continue uh, to look for opportunities to work with Community and Schools. Um, they're always looking for mentors. You know, the cooking program is going to continue. Uh, and they do a lot of other things, um, you know, kind of in a social work capacity uh, for kids, and they never have enough volunteers. So uh, I think that's one thing that I will definitely um, look forward to uh, uh, continuing to do. And, again, the rewards that I received from that were just incredible, watching these kids grow, again, developing uh, empathy for them, and realizing that if we invest uh, just a little bit of time and love with these kids, uh, that God will work miracles and they will have uh, great, bright futures. And, you know, it's something to, to really be excited about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, uh, you and I are in a small group together, and so I, I can testify that I've seen you come <laughs> to small group excited about this opportunity. In fact, a few weeks ago, I remember you showing us pictures of the uh, the dishes that they prepared. And I was just floored by how much progress they made in such a short time. It feels like a really, really, really significant and meaningful uh, payoff. Yeah, the, it, it was, for me, it was great to see the uh, the kids outside of a strict academic environment as well. And uh, again, uh, every single one of them loved it. Uh, some of them are now making meals for their families at home. Uh, some of them have taken on shopping chores. And so, again, a little bit of investment and uh, 
you know, God is all powerful, and I think He is certainly using that program to make life better um, uh, for folks. you know, in our community, specifically in this case in Siler City. But again, I do think the program is in other schools as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ernie, thank you for uh, the ways in which you've served throughout the years. And thank you for sharing your story with us today. I look forward to hearing more about how you meet Jesus on the way as you serve. Well, thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of the podcast and uh, um, this has been a real joy.